You're listening to Music Tectonics. Welcome back to Music Tectonics, where we go beneath the surface of music and technology. I'm your host. My name is Dimitri Vitsa, and I'm the founder and CEO of Rock, Paper, Scissors, a PR firm that specializes in music and technology. And these are crazy times. The world is in crisis. We've got basically an invisible war going on with a virus. And so as a result, we are bringing you more and more episodes of the Music Tectonics podcast because we think this is a great time to lean into all the things that we can be thinking about with music and tech that relate to working remotely, uh, social distancing, changing how we operate to keep the music flowing, to keep the audience building going, and to keep the monetization going. So we're going to do several episodes on live music streaming, on remote music collaboration, cloud-based music making, apps that maybe make music making more accessible now that people don't have access to their regular studios and bandmates and so forth. Maybe even some remote music education because there's lots of kids and and other uh, students at home who need access to this stuff. So today I'm super pumped. Um, If you heard the Emma McGann interview that we just did, Emma talked a lot about You Now. And so today I have with me the president of You Now, Jake Brandsburg. Jake, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Dimitri. Thank you for having me on. Yeah, thanks so much for taking the time to uh, to do this with us. And I really got so intrigued with you now um, with Emma McGann talking. Uh, for those who missed that episode, you can go back and listen. But Emma's an artist out of the UK that has built quite the following on this live uh, streaming, performance streaming platform, You Now, Y-O-U-N-O-W, that Jake is working with. Um, I have a hunch that a lot of our listeners may not be familiar with You Now. Jake, why don't you go ahead and describe it to someone who's never experienced yeah, I'll be happy to. So, and and it's great that you just uh, interviewed Emma. She's wonderful, and anybody who wants to experience you now, I encourage you to go on uh, Y O U N O W, as Dimitri said, and check out Emma McGann. Uh, she's incredible, and I'm sure that you'll enjoy the experience. Uh, but Dimitri, to your point, you now is a live streaming social media platform. It is a wonderful place for musicians or other content creators to meet with and engage with their audience, their fans, their friends, their family, uh, their larger network. And uh, historically, we were actually the first two-sided marketplace in North America where audience would be able to buy into a virtual currency and support the artists that they love. So we've been doing this for about eight years now and uh, to your point, the last 10 days, 20 days or so, while the world has been adapting to uh, the circumstances around coronavirus, have been a fascinating time online. And so while it's uh, horrifying what's happening in the real world and we're all uh, learning what quarantine life is like, uh, online we have seen a dramatic increase in viewership, in watch time and broadcast hours, um, and in supporters for artists like Emma. So it's been, it's been a very interesting time to be in the industry. Yeah, you know, um, since you brought that up, I mean, how much more is happening right now than before this crisis? Yeah, so, so you know, with, without diving too far into specifics, you know, we saw metrics like daily active users uh, jump up 50% uh, day over day 
on some days and it's, mm. and it's continued to increase. And so, you know, when you're looking at um, how much time are artists spending broadcasting, how much time are their audience members spending on the platform, engaging with and consuming that content, all of those numbers are moving uh, up into the right similarly. And so there's, there's a real hunger for content, but beyond that, and this is where you now really excels and differentiates itself from some other platforms out there. There's a hunger for social connection and for engagement. And there's a two-sided nature to that, that users can live on you now, uh, whether it's just me catching up with a friend on the platform or me participating in a broadcast that an artist I love is performing and I can be guested in that broadcast. I can go live with that artist along with up to two other people. Um, I can support them financially if they're unable to uh, perform at the local bar or the local music venue that they're used to performing at, and they've lost some monetization opportunities that way. So there, there are a bunch of reasons that we're seeing uh, participation on the platform increase. But again, I, a lot of it, I think, is in reaction to the social distancing that we're seeing and um, the supportiveness that you see within this community. That's really interesting. Um, and, and I like the way you connect it to not just the, the fact that it's a, a one-to-many live stream experience, but the, the interaction given what's going on in the world right now. You know, I was going to ask you, how is you now different than Twitch? Because Twitch is getting a lot of attention now. And you mentioned some features. I'm not sure if you meant that as the differentiation with Twitch. But if you could talk just a little bit about that, because people are probably thinking about where to start building a community or, you know, which might be better for monetization or or music versus gamers. So how is it different than Twitch? Yeah, it's, it's a great question, Dimitri. And there, and there are a few ways. So first of all, uh, Twitch is obviously a, it, it's a great platform. It's a gaming first platform. Um, and it, it, its business model is uh, also largely dependent on advertising. Uh, UNOW is not in, in, in both respects. So first off, it is not gaming centric. Uh, it, it, we are welcoming of a wide range of content creators, uh, musicians being one of them, but we have a large LGBT community. We have a large gaming community. We have a large radio community. We have a, we have a growing uh, mukbang community, if you're familiar with that or if any of your listeners are. A what community? <laughs> mukbang. Uh, so this is content that is created as users are, uh, or as broadcasters, I'm sorry, are cooking or eating and broadcasting to their audiences. Uh, this, is, this is content that has been growing over the course of the past year or so, and that community is also growing on YouNow. Um, but most importantly, the YouNow community is, uh, I, I would argue, maybe a bit more close-knit, maybe a little bit more cohesive and interactive, in part because the business model is entirely user-focused and user-based. Um, it is user-generated revenue. And so there is a connection between the artists and their audiences that goes beyond I'm performing and you're watching. It is far more interactive. Uh, there is the opportunity to bring up to three guests on stage with you while you're performing who are also live. And that lends itself to a more uh, 
participatory and frankly, a warmer environment, especially for uh, musicians who can jam away at a, at a song and then bring their fans up to talk about the song, to get to know them, to share their personality, and um, to really be feel a genuine connection with those people who are watching them. I assume that the latency issues are a little too tough for artists to actually collaborate when they're bringing other people on stage. Is that true? Uh, yeah, we've seen it done. It, it, it is tough to do uh, consistently and in a super professional way. That's correct. Yeah, got it. So you mentioned a lot of different types of broadcasters. Is there is there like a most common type? Are artists, musical musical performers, the, the most common, or is it kind of like equally divided between all those categories? No, it's it's pretty equally divided, um, and and it makes for a really interesting experience for, uh, especially for new audience members who come into the community and are looking for something. There's really, there's really something for everyone. And they can pretty quickly find uh, people in any category that they're interested in to follow and to get to know. Gotcha. And in terms of uh, demographics of the users, the listeners, are there any that are especially uh, common or popular on you now? Yeah. I mean, the, the demographics, uh, they, they range, frankly, the, the most common demographic is from teens to, uh, I would say, in the young 30s. But when you start getting to certain broadcasters who are able to bring in fans uh, from older generations, it, it, is, it is a very simple platform to use. And uh, we have seen uh, definitely some older demographics join as well. Gotcha. And, and in the musical genres, are there certain genres that are more popular than others on you now? Not necessarily. Again, we, we've seen everything across the board. Um, we've seen... EDM, we've seen individuals strumming a guitar, we've seen rap artists, um, you know, we've had Pitbull and Pentatonix on You Now, uh, Shawn Mendes was discovered on You Now. Uh, we're, we're really all over the place when it comes to uh, genre. Great, got you. Um, are, are, are there any interesting examples of how some of the most successful artists on You Now are using the platform? Are there things that if you had used other live streaming or you were new to live stream, you may not, might not realize that artists could do these kind of clever ways of either engaging fans or monetizing or creating new art forms. Yeah. You, you know, what's interesting is the most successful, and I know this is going to sound cheesy, but the, the most successful artists on you now are the ones who are comfortable being themselves. Uh, they're the ones that are comfortable sharing their genuine personality with their fans. They're the ones who are comfortable engaging their fans in conversation and hearing their recommendations and hearing their feedback, asking their fans about their lives and sharing bits of their lives. So, you know, you mentioned uh, Emma McGann earlier on this podcast. Emma's been on you now for, I, I want to say, five or six years now. And what you'll see when you go into her podcast is a an incredibly talented young woman who is making her own music and experimenting all the time with the kind of art that she's creating. But you'll also find somebody who is genuinely curious about the lives of her fans, who uh, genuinely wants to get closer to them and genuinely appreciates the support that they show her on you now. And that that is what is able to drive the growth of many artists who have been successful on you now over the last several years 
is the ability to uh, build a community of friends uh, rather than kind of speaking at people. Um, earlier, uh, Dimitri, you had said, you know, what's the difference between this and other one-to-many uh, live streams? You know, it's, it's funny that you say one-to-many. It, it, the most successful artists on you now, it's not necessarily one-to-many. It's, it's, it's more of all of us are in this together and there's a back and forth that is constantly happening, whether it is responding to the chat log um, on the screen or asking guests, um, you know, what their day is, is like and telling them about their day, whatever it is, in between songs, in between uh, sharing their newest single, in between debuting an album, is connecting with your fans. And, and that's, that's, that's where the most successful artists have really thrived. Right, that makes sense. So there are a lot of artists who are looking into live streaming for the first time right now. I'm curious, what should an artist have in place for them to be ready to start streaming on you now? Yeah, so you know, needless to say, there's there's the uh, technical aspect, which is have a good camera set up on your uh, computer. It doesn't need to be anything too fancy. Uh, have a microphone that works, and, and most importantly, I would say uh, just be in a quiet room where you won't get too distracted. The actual setup on you now is very simple and self serve. Uh, you can go onto younow.com right now, create a profile, and go live within a couple of minutes. And at that point, it's just about kind of getting to know the system, feeling comfortable, talking a little bit, and making sure that you understand, um, you know, how would you bring somebody on stage to guest with you? Uh, the most important part, though, again, it is being yourself and frankly, it's, uh, it's, it's self-promotion. And so what I mean by that, Dimitri, is before you go and you're ready to do a show, reach out to your network, reach out to your audience uh, through email, mass text, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Tell them when you're going to be live. Tell them the time, tell them the date, uh, tell them what your profile handle is on you now, and remind them just before you go live that you're going so that they come in to join you. Um, so artists can absolutely go from nothing to something on you now that happens all the time. And frankly, great content drives great audience growth. But to get a little head start, take your fans from your email list or your network, tell them to join you on you now, and you can get started by uh, creating great content with people that you already know and love. So you're saying it's good to have an existing fan base and be able to mobilize it, but not necessary? Yeah, that's right. That's right. It, it's, it's definitely good to have. Obviously, it makes things a little bit easier, um, frankly, being for somebody who's not used to live streaming and rather is used to being on a stage and speaking to people in real life. You know, talking to a camera, talking to a computer feels a little bit weird at first. Um, having people that uh, you've interacted with in the past in the audience that you know makes that process a little bit easier. Uh, but just like with everything, practice makes perfect. And, uh, you know, a lot of these artists really evolve into being very good at, at live streaming to many people in the audience. So when you're actually using you now and streaming on it, regardless of whether you've brought an audience with you or not, you've talked about some, some kind of tips and best practices around interacting, doing some back and forth, watching the chat 
log, asking questions between songs, so forth. What else works well for building fans within the YouNow network? Let's say you came there with no fans. What do you what do you do over time to keep? Um, I mean, like on YouTube, people are always like subscribe. Blah, 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 you know, there's a lot of that. Make sure to thumb this up, and you know, da da da, or share share this with your friends. Yeah. What 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 works in YouNow for for building your audience? Yeah. So so. It, uh, a lot of those same tactics will work on you now. Um, and again, I can't emphasize this enough. First and foremost, great content works on you now. People are always looking for new artists to discover. People are always looking for new music to support. And great content will drive audience growth. Um, some other tips and tricks, go into other people's broadcasts. Watch what they're doing. Um, if they're doing well, participate in those broadcasts, make connections in the YouNow world. And if you end up making connections with other artists, if you end up making connections with other content creators, they don't even need to be musicians. And maybe you bring some of your fans into those broadcasts, ask them to come join your broadcast. Um, then you can bring in other artists who are very successful on YouNow and have them watch your broadcast. They can bring their fans into your broadcast. And again, there's there's a community and user centricity to that experience that is unique to the YouNow platform. And uh, it's, it's a great way to grow your audience by becoming a member of this community and having others connect with you. I don't want to catch you off guard, but I'm curious, are there other broadcasters, regardless of whether they're artists or cooks or radio folks or whatever, um, on the YouNow platform, just if folks are listening, they're going to follow your advice to go look up some folks to see people who are especially uh, good at building audience, um, engaging audience. Who should they be looking for on YouNow? Maybe a couple of names. Yeah, sure. So, uh, you know, one would be um, Brent Morgan. Um, it, Brent is has also been on the platform for several years. Uh, he splits his time uh, between playing guitar and singing and gaming. He's gotten very, very big into Fortnite, um, but he's great at engaging his audience. He's great at building connections with people. Um, and he's become very good at monetizing. And we haven't spent too much time talking about that yet, Dimitri, but it's probably worth jumping into that. Um, another example in another space would be Rose and Rosie. Um, they are a wonderful couple out of the, out of the UK who have, again, built a community by sharing parts of their life with their fans and learning about their fans and engaging with them. Sometimes they play games. Sometimes they talk about the news. Uh, sometimes they just talk about their lives and what's been challenging or what's been exciting. What's been, um, what are they looking forward to? And uh, that's not in the world of music. That's more in just kind of the world of vlogging, frankly. Uh, mm -hmm. But there are a lot of different types of content and a lot of different ways to engage with your audience. So I do want to talk about monetization. It's on my list of questions. But before, I just want to ask you real quick, are there any types of artists or broadcasters that do not work especially well on the YouNow format? And I don't just mean because they're bad, but are there yeah. maybe formats or genres or instrumentation that you've seen try time and time again and, and, and you just might as well just tell them now, you know what, maybe you should try something else. Yeah, you know, it's not a genre per se. It's more of an approach that sometimes won't work. And uh, the reality is that if you just put up a camera and you perform and you ignore the chat and you ignore your audience and you really are just doing the one-to-many and you're just performing and hoping that something good happens, uh, that might not work. And the, the 
uh, distinctiveness of you now is in the two-way conversation and the participation of the audience. And so artists do great on you now, but these are also artists who will give shout outs to fans who support them monetarily. These are artists who will include fans in the process of songwriting, not necessarily getting recommendations on lyrics, but you know, explaining this is what I'm doing now. This is why I'm doing it. This is how I'm thinking about it. What do you think about this? Um, you know, do you have any questions? Uh, what have you? So that it's, uh, it's interactive media at its best. And those content creators who prefer not to have it be interactive um, will struggle to grow an audience and monetize. Yeah, that makes sense. So let's talk about monetizing. What? Let's just start with like the laundry list. What are the monetization opportunities for artists on you now? Sure. So, so there are two ways that artists uh, can monetize. One is through a subscription program where their fans can subscribe to their content for $5 a month. And one is through uh, tips, which they get when they perform in real time from their audiences. And the both the subscription program and the tipping uh, program, frankly, they're, they're part of the monetization that is native to the YouNow platform. Um, every aspect of monetization is gamified for both uh, the viewers and the artists, so that when you are supporting an artist, with that comes an improvement in status uh, for the person who is supporting the artist uh, comes an improvement in trending for the person who is being supported um, comes uh, likely audience growth because the artist is trending better so on and so forth and so uh, there's a lot to gain on both sides of that market for each user when a user chooses to support uh, an artist so are there visual visual indicators of this leveling up for the the subscriber, the tipper, as well as for the performer? Uh, are there other kind of visual um, animations or, or anything like that that comes into play when you're either subscribing or tipping? Yep, that's right. So let's let's take an example. So if um, Emma is performing a single and one of her fans really likes the music, then that fan can send her a virtual gift, which basically acts as a tip. That virtual gift will then be animated and play across the screen so that Emma can see it and all the fans can see it. And so Emma, it, you know, having just been paid, frankly, any amount ranging from a uh, dollar to occasionally hundreds of dollars through one of these virtual gifts, can express her gratitude and her appreciation for the, the fan who is supporting her, um, she will see an indicator that her leveling and her trending has improved and her supporter will see indicators that his level or her level and status has improved on the platform as well so that uh, they can choose to be more visible uh, to audiences or choose to uh, be highlighted or shouted out when they go into other broadcasts so that you know when they go into for instance, Brent, Brent Morgan's broadcast, even as soon as they enter the room, uh, they, Brent might know who they are and say, oh, awesome. Thank you, Carl, so much for coming into my broadcast. I'm excited to create some great music for you. Um, so the entire the experience is holistic. And it's not just, um, I'm going to give $5 to Emma. It's about the 
feeling and the emotion of participating in uh, in an experience. It's so interesting, uh, Jake, because we started as a PR company, Rock, Paper, Scissors, doing PR for artists from other parts of the world. And we did a lot of PR for artists from different parts of Africa, where there's a tradition called spraying, where people literally throw dollar bills at the performer or stick them to their sweaty forehead or throw them in their <laughs> instruments. And uh, there's a there's a, a, a great artist named King Sonny Ade who did an entire American tour where we did PR around this concept of spraying because people would come out to his shows and see this this ritual basically that Americans just weren't familiar with and I think uh-huh. actually were kind of uncomfortable with and didn't understand these guys can make hundreds and hundreds of dollars because those could be fifty or hundred dollar bills as well so yeah. it's so crazy to me that this very tech live stream remote platform is basically going back to this very traditional form of patronage yeah it, it is and and i think there's you know it, and i know that there are musicians who are uncomfortable um earning money online or asking for support online uh, even in times like this where many have kind of lost monetization opportunities in the real world because we're forced to uh, social distance but there is something all about you now where the monetization is participation and mm. it is it is you know my saying to you i want to be a part of this broadcast i love the work that you're doing um let's hang out let's let's create an experience together and so it, it doesn't it, it it's a very different experience than um asking for tips or uh, asking for somebody to pay for a $10 ticket to a show or something like that. I just invented a word. Uh, you know, you think of buying a ticket normally as transactional and you're describing something that sounds like it's intertransactional. I don't hate that. I, 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 really, I, might, start, I might steal that from you, Dimitri. Yeah, please do. Um, so uh, did you guys always start out with this gamification component in the monetization side? Did you, was this, as a company, did you now start with that or did that evolve over time? Uh, it's certainly evolved over time. You know, I, I think there have kind of been uh, a couple of turning points for the company. The first was certainly introducing monetization, um, creating the two-sided marketplace, and we were really able to take off. Uh, we were one of the first ones to do that, frankly, back in uh, 2014. Um, over the course of the past year or so, we've really focused on improving the gamification aspect and uh, frankly, just making the experience fun for artists, uh, for other content creators, and for their audiences. And so uh, these, these processes have kind of evolved uh, in parallel, but they, they work very well together. And uh, it's, it's been fun seeing uh, people get as involved and uh, see their loyalty grow with the experience of performing on or supporting performers on you now. Yeah, that, that makes sense. It's, it's, it's such a cool concept. You know, a lot of our listeners are startup founders. I'm curious, you started to talk a little bit about the evolution of the monetization, but what were some other pivotal moments or the most pivotal moments in you now's success? Was it raising a certain amount of money, certain partnerships you did that attracted some great broadcasters? Was there media attention? Maybe there's an organic user who championed the platform that was really a turning point. What, what, what can you say about that to help other folks who aren't even necessarily in live streaming, but just think about you know what kinds of opportunities they need to be looking for and hoping for and envisioning 
Yeah, you, you know what's interesting? The the external stuff like partnerships or media, um, not as much. Uh, when we when we look back at our history, there were certainly a few pivotal pivotal business decisions, um, like the ones that I just mentioned. I think the monetization decision was pivotal, and frankly, in 2014, when we were thinking about creating a two sided marketplace and the ability for uh, artists to earn from their supporters, uh, we were told not to by many people. Uh, it was too early. The goal is growth, growth, growth before monetization. But it tapped into something visceral and something emotional in uh, in our users and in our content creators. And it created more of a connection between them, not less. And so I think that was something that we felt and we followed our gut and that ended up paying off that was is, is a key business decision um the other though frankly is just focusing the product on our users and that is our end client everything needs to be optimized for the users and the organic growth that you get there you will have stars and so you know less than external partnerships having somebody like sean mendez grow up on you now, get discovered on you now, and go on to great things, you know, that is far more of a turning point, far more pivotal, and frankly, something that we're far more proud of than anything that we could have accomplished uh, externally. That makes sense. Um, so before we wrap up this segment, what other advice would you give to a budding music tech startup? What else have you learned that somebody who's hoping to have the kind of traction that you now has, um, what what can they learn from you? As a startup executive, there are pressures and tensions pulling you every which way. And it is hard to say no to some of them. And it's easy to say yes to some of them. And at the end of the day, the more that you're able to focus on the needs of your core target user and ensure that the value proposition that you've built is there and that there is product market fit, the more successful you'll be. And being laser focused on that product market fit and on your end customer is the difference between making a good decision and evolving the product uh, properly and a, a bad decision that you might regret in the future. So we've, we've been on both sides of that many times, uh, but that's probably the lesson that we've learned over the course of the past several years building this platform. That's awesome. No, I appreciate that. Um, you know, given where we are in the world right now, the time period that we're in with the COVID-19 pandemic still unfolding right as we speak, um, I'm curious if we could circle back to that real briefly. You you, uh, you mentioned that you've seen extreme growth in this circumstance as as uh, various creators are, are stuck inside, remote, isolated from others, quarantined, and so forth using something like you now to reach audiences there existing or new audiences. Can you talk a little bit more about any specific stories that have come out of this moment in time? Any any artists or any creators that had something going in the real world that came to a sudden stop and and came to either turn to you now to, to continue what they've done or came to you now for the first time? Anything that you're seeing there that... Any glimmers of hope for me, Jake? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's funny. I, mean, I know that we... Uh, we keep coming back to Emma of all people, but Emma McGann, who you interviewed last week, I, I believe that she had a uh, a live tour 
that she was pursuing in New York. So she, she lives in the UK and she had a live tour in the US, I think like April through June. Um, yeah, she we had pl- 21 dates. Yeah, yeah. So we were, we were planning to actually see her in the office when she came through New York. And um, that got canceled, of course, as, as everything else has gotten canceled. And so um, Emma's been spending more time on you now. And I, you know, I, I think that she basically regained uh, the money lost from the tour within a few weeks uh, performing on you now and a few other platforms um, and, you know, engaging with her audiences. So yeah, absolutely. You know, that's, that's, that is one example that uh, we've seen, we have a long relationship with Emma, but we've also seen, you know, within the uh, growth that we've seen, I, I just mentioned that we've seen daily active use rise over 50%. Like we have seen many musicians, um, many uh, fitness instructors, teachers, tutors, people who are used to going to a studio or going to a house or going to a music venue and uh, performing or teaching in person um, transition their work online. And with that, we have seen um, some really cool uh, monetization opportunities, but also, uh, and more importantly, I guess in our mind, is really interesting and long-lasting uh, connective opportunities and social um, social opportunities for the content creators and the people that are supporting them. I'm going to ask you a question that I meant to ask when we were talking about monetization. Are you um, are you able to talk about maybe say the top one to five percent of you now uh, performers in terms of being successful on the platform? How much? What's the ceiling of what people can make on you now? Yeah, I, I, you know, it certainly ranges and it, it, it depends on, you know, who they're bringing into their broadcasts and how big they've gotten on you now and so on and so forth. But yeah, I mean, the, the top, the top broadcasters are making five figures a month. Uh, it, it is a very real opportunity to make a living if that's something that you want to dedicate yourself to. And if it is not, then it is a wonderful way to uh, either supplement the income that you're generating on other platforms or in the real world. Um, or frankly, if it's not about monetization, it's a wonderful way to supplement your engagement and connection with your fans and to share a different side of yourself and to get to know them and have them get to know you. So um, the, the answer is that, yes, there there are people making five figures uh, every single month on you now. This is what they're doing full time. It is their living. It is absolutely possible. Um, but even if that's not a goal of yours, this is a wonderful way to supplement your income and your um, the way in which you communicate with your audience. Awesome. So for our, uh, our audience, our podcast audience of innovators in music, is there any topic around you now that you thought we should have gotten to that we didn't hit? Um, no, you know, I, I think the one thing I'll say is like, it's, it's a really interesting time in uh, music and tech and Anytime something like something as uh, globally impactful as coronavirus uh, occurs, it's a forcing function for industries to evolve. And I'll be very interested to see how this industry continues to evolve. And um, needless to say, if there are any listeners out there who are curious about um, working with you now or... um, 
learning from what we've experienced or teaching us what you've experienced. Uh, we're all ears and we would love to collaborate and uh, learn together. So feel free to shoot me an email. It's jake at you now.com. And uh, I would love to have a conversation. Awesome. Jake, it's been really, really great talking with you. Thanks so much for taking the time and bringing insights to both where things are going with live streaming and music and how you now has carved out its own space and also how um, this is a, a great opportunity uh, with the crazy circumstances in the world to, to make that leap to live streaming. Thanks for taking the time, Jake. Yeah, Dimitri, thank you. Anytime. And uh, please follow up with anything that I can uh, discuss. Sounds great. And thank you for listening to Music Tectonics. As you can see, we're bringing you stuff that we think will be helpful right now, given what's going on in the world. If you like what you hear and you want to discover other organic platforms that um, have just had great user growth, but because they offer that value to their user base and to artists... Hit subscribe on your favorite podcasting app. Go to musictectonics.com. Sign up for our newsletter. We are going to start doing weekly Wednesday uh, meetups. We did some online meetups the week of South by Southwest, which got canceled. We had four of those hugely successful. Um, and we're calling it weekly Wednesdays. So make sure to come to musictectonics.com. Sign up for our newsletter so you can find out about um, the ones that are coming up. We're going to focus on live streaming. We're going to focus on remote collaboration. And we're looking for you to tweet us or post on other social media and let us know what topics you'd like to see some meetups around. Thanks so much for listening. You're listening to Music Tectonics.